This is the GOAT Level Podcast with your host, the GOAT, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. I want to start this show off by paying my respects to everyone involved or affected by the mass shootings in Uvalde, Texas, and Buffalo, New York. In my prayers, hope you get through this. That's all I'm going to say because I'm not about to get into politics. I'm not about to tell y'all what to do. But that's just all I can really do in this situation. Um, that's that's pretty much it, man. Yeah, y'all in my prayers, man. It's just unnecessary, unbelievable tragedy. And I, I just can't imagine the pain. All right, now to the show for real. The NBA playoffs. There's a lot of debate about this playoffs being trash because of all the blowouts. I mean, the Warriors just wrapped up the series against the Mavericks in five. Absolutely none of those games were competitive. And the Warriors won in five. <laughs> and... um. At least three of those games were definitely weren't competitive. The Mavs had a, a nice little like 15-0 run in game five. But it just didn't matter because the Warriors went back up 20 with the quickness. I started watching the game at the end. And it's like the Mavericks, no, the, the Warriors, they started passing the ball around, finding open people, easily getting to the rim. And then when they did miss a shot, they would be all over the rebounds, and they would pass to some wide-open Clay Thompson or Steph Curry, and the place goes crazy. How can you beat that? How can you beat that? How can you go to Chase Center and beat that? It just takes a special type of team. And I don't think anyone coming out of the East is that team. They just don't have enough. They may be better defensive teams, But offensively, they have not shown me anything outside of their stars. Bam Adebayo has been okay in this series. He had like one good game, maybe two good games in this conference finals. Jimmy Butler, middle of the series, pedestrian. Looked like Trey Young versus the Heat. But it's okay. Because what he did in game six was unbelievable. It just, man, you know what the first thing I thought of? And people started to catch up to this. The first thing I thought about was LeBron James. Because it's it's that everlasting image of LeBron James, hunched over, focused in his eyes, unstoppable. He had, what, 45 points? 15 rebounds, like seven assists that game against the Celtics in 2012. And some 10 years later, same teams, same arena, Jimmy Butler, 47 points. 47 points. He had 47, 9, and 8. An all-time game. He had 30 at halftime. I guess he didn't do much in the third quarter because he wasn't really in the game. But the fourth quarter, he scored double digits. 
including a shot towards the end of the game where he faded away. He faded away off Marcus Smart with Al Horford. And Al Horford's like 6'10". Coming over to help. And his outstretched hands might as well be shooting over a solar eclipse. I mean, for real. And Jimmy Butler made it. He made it. It just shows that he was just on his game. Unbelievable performance by Jimmy Butler. And, of course, Tatum showed up. 30 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists. I mean, Tatum is just, this playoffs has cemented himself as an all-star. And I wish him good health because he's going to be really good. And he is building his Hall of Fame profile. And people are already saying that he could be better than Paul Pierce. If that's the case, he's definitely going to Hall of Fame. Look at that. Derek White off the bench, 22. Like, he was key in um, game five. And he had 22 off the bench. I. It's just another reason why, despite this performance by Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry had 18. That's That's pretty dangerous for the Celtics. Despite this performance by Jimmy Butler, four for eight from three, I still got the Celtics winning in seven. Unless, once again, Jimmy Butler summons the energy of 2012 LeBron James. And it's a darn shame that it's hard to do twice. Even at home in Miami. This is deja vu because 10 years ago, after that crazy game six, they went back home to Miami. And of course, the Heat took care of business and they went on to win their first title. Second title. First in the big three era. But even if they do win this Sunday, they are getting, I can't say they're getting swept by the Heat. Because if Butler can turn it on like that, I mean, I meant getting swept by the Warriors. Because if Butler can turn it on like he did in this game six, that's good for at least one game. So, okay, the Warriors in five if they play against the Heat. The Warriors in five if they beat, if they play against the Celtics. Either way, the Warriors are going to be your 2022 NBA champs. What? I know, right? I didn't think it would happen. Even this year when they were clearly better than they've been since 2019. They've clearly been better than what they were in 2020 and 2021. I still didn't believe. I thought, you know, Memphis is too good. This and then I get past Memphis. Phoenix, they they beat Phoenix in the regular season, but this is the playoffs. And then little did you know, Phoenix chokes. Memphis loses John Morant, but still, even in the loss of John Morant, the Warriors just look like the better team. I was sleeping on them. But after seeing them in this Mavericks series, they just got it on both ends. And now Curry and Thompson are healthy. It's a wrap. 
And you got a whole new cast of characters like Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins. Kevon Looney has really come on. I swear to God, he averaged near, damn near a double-double in this series against the Mavericks. So you got all that. And it's just it's just hard to beat. So that's why I'm congratulating them right now on winning the title. Because it's a wrap. It's over. But hey, as sports fans, we deserve to be entertained with a really good Game 7. Hopefully, it's a good Game 7. Because the last two Game 7s in the NBA were trash. And you know that. Like... We all know what happened with the Suns and Mavericks. I made a mistake of fading another lift session to watch that, and it was a disaster. But it worked out because I tried to help my cousin with his car. So it worked out for him, kind of. But kind of, kind of. And gave him, and I gave him a ride home. But also, the Celtics and the Bucks was a joke. It was a blowout. So, I mean, come on, man. What a joke. Game sevens. Terrible. But, hey, hopefully this one is good. Hopefully this one is good. It's for the Eastern Conference title. I will be watching. I've already cleared my plans. So, I'm going to make sure that I'm there for that. That I'm at the house chilling and watching that and we'll see who shows up jason tatum shows up regardless he's been very consistent this entire playoffs Derek white has come on late in this series and has been great jimmy butler you know he's going to show up unless he's hurt now it's just everybody else how is everybody else going to show up who's going to step up are we going to have another grant williams episode highly unlikely but who knows? Whatever role players step up is going to help their team win, period. Like, that that's thats the team that's going to win game seven. And I, I'm assuming it's going to be the Heat. I mean, no, not the Heat. I'm assuming it's going to be the Celtics on the road. Too much Jason Tatum. Too much Jalen Brown. And then the role players as a collective are better, especially since the Heat don't have Tyler Hero. Yeah, so, but hopefully it's an entertaining game. Game six was very entertaining. So, uh, hopefully it's as entertaining as his Nationals and Rockies game. His 4-5 in the second inning. Oh, my God. Anyway, man. I'm just hoping for the best because that Jimmy Butler performance got me locked in. Now, on to some more basketball. If you enjoyed the cap cycle, I now present you with the lizard cycle. Another one. Yes, you got to call them the lizards because I'm used to them holding that L. In mediocrity. That is what they've been on since the 1980s. Because I'm going to go way back. 
I'm going to take it one, two, way back. Like a silk wife beater in a wave cap. <laughs> Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne. That's some Lil Wayne stuff right there. But I'm telling you, man, these guys, this is what they've been on since the 1980s. I'm going to take it way back. Now, in the 70s, you look at this. It's, it's all on It's all on um basketball reference. I guess Gene Shue was just that dude and Dick Mata. Gene Shue and Dick Mata, I guess. Um, Yeah. Okay. So, we get Wes Unsold. In 1969, 68, 69, losing the division semis, losing semis, lost in the finals in 71, 72, 73, 74, kept losing in the semis, lost in the finals, lost in the semis two more, two more times. Then we won the championship in 1978, lost in the finals in 79. To the dang Supersonics who became the Thunder. That was their last title, by the way. Just just so you know. Um, or was that the Warriors? We, 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 they lost to the Warriors or the, or the Sonics. Uh, one of two. I can't remember. Uh, yep, the Sonics. Yep, that was their last title. Um, shame. You know? You, you combine Elvin Hayes and Wes Unsold. It was a beautiful pairing. But then after that, then the nonsense started to happen. I swear to God, you look at all these records, bro. Look at they won fifty-four games the year they lost finals. The year they lost finals, they won fifty-four games. Ever since then, they never won more. And I'm looking at it. They never won more than 49 games. So they won 49 games in 2016, 2017. That was a that was a team that should have beat the Celtics. But, you know, Isaiah Thomas um forgot the guy's name, Kelly Olenek. That happened. So we lost. I don't know, man. We lost to a team full of role players, bro. And they were the number one seed that season. You, you it just blows my mind. Uh, in 2015, we had 46 wins. That was the year where the uh, where the Hawks were really good. But then in the playoffs, they looked like chumps, and we should have beat them. But that's okay. LeBron swept them. So <laughs> it took care of them. Uh, what would have been waiting for us was LeBron. But I'll get to that. Basically, let, let's get back on top. In the 80s, though, in the 80s, they lost in the first round five straight times. Damn! That's crazy to me. From what I saw, they lost to the Celtics, the Sixers. They lost to the Sixers like three times in the first round. I mean, the Sixers passed them. You know what I'm saying? The the rise of Dr. J and the retirement of Wes Unsold kind of just made that switch right there. And then and then they drafted Charles Barkley. And they've and the Sixers have just been just better than us ever since. So I mean it just is what it is. But that's a shame. But hey, wait a minute though. So after they lost five straight times in the first round, from eighty nine to ninety seven, they didn't make the playoffs. 
97, they have Chris Webber, Jawan Howard, and Rich and um, Rod Strickland. That's kind of a, a low key, a big three. And they lost in the first round to Michael Jeffrey Jordan. There is no shame in that. One of the unofficial faces of the GOAT level, you just got to make way to the realest. And that is the illest. But that's okay. But then after that, okay, you have Chris Webber. He gets hurt. Then he gets traded for whatever reason. I don't know what the details behind that. It's probably something dumb. But they traded him. They pretty much are terrible until Michael Jordan comes back. And even Michael Jordan couldn't save them. Michael Jordan leaves. We're terrible again. We draft some terrible player, but thank God we got a man named Gilbert Arenas. You may know him by the name of Agent Zero. The Hibachi. He came through. Undrafted free agent. He's the most improved player. When he was in his last year with the Warriors, you know that team with Jason Richardson and I think they had Desmond Mason. No, no, no. Desmond Mason was with uh, Seattle. But him and Jason Richardson, they were an exciting team. They didn't do anything, but they were an exciting team to watch. So the Wizards pounced on that. You know, hey, Ernie Grunfeld did his thing at one point. This this was good, Ernie Grunfeld. He got him. He got Antoine Jameson. He traded Devin Harris for Antoine Jameson, which was genius. Both teams won. Both teams won that trade. The The Mavericks got a really solid uh, off-the-bench role player, and the Wizards got their second or third best player. Like, yeah. So then, you know, we made the semis. We lost to the Heat. Ain't no shame in that. The Wayne Wade, Shaq. Then we three straight years losing to LeBron. Which ain't no shame in that. Another unofficial face of the brand. Make way to the realist. It's okay. But then Arenas got hurt. Got in trouble. We bought him out. We draft John Wall. We suck. And then once we got some pieces around John Wall. And we draft Bradley Bill too. Because you know. Got another really high draft pick. So Ernie Grunfeld was doing his thing back then. So we slowly built the team. We end up in the semis twice. Over 40 wins. What's that? One, two, three, four, five, six years in a row. No, five years in a row over 40 wins. Made the playoffs four out of those five years. Made the semis three of those years. And then we trade John Wall. Because he gets hurt, don't play for two years. And then he wants out. We get Westbrook in that trade. Start out slow, and then Westbrook goes completely nuts. You get Brad back, and we do enough to make the first round, and we lose. We had about the similar amount of wins. Even without Bradley Bill, we had the similar amount of wins. But this time, we started well, and we didn't end well. But we started well, and we got a new coach and everything. We had the same amount of wins. But... Basically, man, this is what the cycle is. Notice this. Since 1980. 
since pretty much I say around the 80s. Like, if you want to start with the early 80s, cool. I say we still had a decent team in the early 80s, even though we went to the first round five straight times and lost. Actually, we lost in the first round six times in the 80s, if you count 1980. Okay. So, here's the cycle. So, we suck. Then it's a gradual rebuild. Then we get a once-in-a-decade player. That would be, you know... You know, your Jeff Rulins and your your um Jeff Malone, Greg Ballard, those type of players. And then it's a first or second round peak. The stars, the star or stars get paid. The star or star gets hurt and or frustrated. The star or stars gets traded. Then the cycle repeats. And somewhere in the middle of that, if you want to add it in, is somewhere along the line, the Wizards overpay for a washed Hall of Famer or French Hall of Famer. That's how we end up getting Bernard King, Moses Malone. I don't know if Muxie Bowles is a Hall of Famer or French Hall of Famer. I don't, I don't think Manute Bowl counts. We had Chris Webber and blew that. We only had two years of Chris Webber. I don't know how we messed that up. We had Chris Webber and Jawan Howard and messed that up. We had a young Ben Wallace messed that up. We had Chris Webber, Jawan Howard, Ben Wallace, Rod Strickland all on the same team, and we blew it. Come on, man. Mitch Richmond was washed. I don't care. I don't care what y'all say. We had a, a young Rip Hamilton. He was developing alongside of Jordan. Traded him for Stackhouse, who didn't get along with Jordan, even though those two were Carolina bros. And then, I don't know what happened with the We was missing something. Uh, it doesn't help that in one of those years we lost to LeBron, Gilbert Arenas was hurt and didn't play. So that didn't help. I don't know what this team was missing. Maybe we just didn't have, well, obviously, we didn't have a LeBron, obviously. But Gilbert Arenas was playing on an all-NBA first-team, second-team, all-NBA level. Couldn't capitalize on that. And then we come to the John Wall era. Because after the Gilbert Arenas era, we sucked for like five or six years, seven years, while we let the kids grow. The John Wall-Bradley Bill era. Didn't capitalize on it. Those guys get hurt. John Wall is gone. Now it's time to pay Bradley Bill. And that's why the whole reason why I put this cycle together and realize that this is a cycle that we're just repeating because they're getting ready to pay Bradley Bill pretty much the super max. 200, 300 million, I guess. And I'm just like, really? Do we really want to do that? Two out of the last three seasons for him has ended in injury. He's really good, though. I mean, at his peak, he, he made third-team All-NBA. Those guys don't come around every day. And I kind of like the team that's around him. It's just a risky move, and we risk repeating the cycle, which means we're just going to end up rebuilding. But thank God we got a lot of young players. A lot of draft picks from being sucky or mediocre. We got Rui. We got Denny. 
We got Kispert. These guys all growing. We got we got Kuzma in the in the Westbrook trade. I don't know what's gonna happen to KCP. He he came on late in the season. Um, we got Porzingis, who could be a good second or third star to Bradley Bill. But how is this team gonna look? Especially when we pay Bradley Bill. I'm about to pull up his spot rack right now, cause like. I'm just worried. I'm torn on paying Bradley Bill. He deserves it. He's played well. But at the end of the day, I've seen this story over and over again. Is he going to end up like John Wall? And that is what I'm worried about when paying Bradley Bill. Is he going to end up like Chris Webber? You know what I'm saying? He gets unhappy and we trade him or something like that. See what I mean? This is this is the last year of his contract. So right here, this next season coming up, the last year of his contract. So we either pay him, we either extend him and give him the Supermax, which he's 30, right? I guess that'll work. I mean, he's he's really good. I'm really torn on that. But if we don't pay him, I'm sure somebody else will. It, it, it's, I'm torn. Right now, I'm leaning towards no. But then again, the team we're building, I like. And he would be basically the engine to make it go. If you can keep this current team we had together and somehow uh, pay Bradley Bilden, okay. If we can't get a good team around Bradley Bill, just let him go. And let's rebuild. Because this is because this is nuts, man. I didn't see how it goes. And if at best we're just gonna be in the second round, what are we doing? We might as well just 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 draft the next Bradley Bill or or Gilbert Arenas or John Wall. I'm torn, man. It, but if they can make this work, if they can develop these young players and put veterans on the team that fit. We're going to be fine. If not, just let him go. Just let him go in free agency. Or just trade him. Or trade him, yes, trade him before the trade deadline. Because if you let him go, you're not going to get anything back. This is a decision they have to make very soon. His contract ends in 2023. But that's the wizard cycle. The lizard cycle. Just trash and mediocrity. So if you heard all that, me going in and in on this topic, that's pretty much it. Just a lot of underachieving, just a lot of nonsense. It's tough being a Wizards fan. I'm just saying. It's different from the Caps side because the Caps have made the playoffs 14 out of 15 years while they've had Ovi. And Ovi is the best player out of the two teams. He's a legend. He's one of the best goal scorers ever. But, you know, there's also some similarities. It's just a lot of disappointment and underachieving with the Caps. But at least, you know, at least they got a title out of it. At least they got a title out of it. Like, the Wizards haven't even gotten that far. The closest they were to a title was 2017. 
But it didn't matter because they were going to lose to LeBron. So it didn't matter. But, yeah, you know, the cap cycle, the Wizards cycle, at least, you know, the Caps, they win division titles and they win a whole lot of games and they won a title. The Wizards keep missing the playoffs and all this this crap. And they, they haven't even reached 50 wins since the 80s, since the 70s. Come on, man. It just shows you, man, that it's tough rooting for that team. It's tough rooting for that franchise. It's tough rooting for the Caps, too. But, you know, all these cycles, you know, <laughs> man, the Wizards cycle is is deeper. It goes deeper and has a longer history. The cap cycle is like a year-to-year thing. Like it's it's it happens every year. The wizard cycle is just it's an ongoing cycle that's been going on since you can argue 1980, you can argue 1989 when we hired Wes Unsold Sr. to be the coach. <sighs> just saying, man. Just saying. All right, now let's go through the I spend a lot of time on that. Let's go through the Giants and the Cowboys schedule and predict wins and losses like I promised. Uh, let's see. Let's go through the giant. So here we go. Let's start. Okay. Tennessee Titans will be closer than the experts expect, but that's a loss. The Panthers is a toss up. I'll give you that one. I'll, I'll be nice and give you that one. So you one and one Dallas Cowboys at home. I know it's at home, Monday night football, but you lost. You won't stop Prescott. The Bears, mm, that's a loss. Justin Fields will will have some heroics. You're in England against the Packers, which might help you, but Aaron Rodgers will have a field day. That is a loss. That is a loss. So now you are one. And four. Terrible. The Ravens, don't even think about it. That's a loss. Jacksonville, that could go either way, but yeah, they're much improved. They're, they're going to beat y'all. Just take that L. You're one and six. I'll give you the Seahawks game. I'll give you the Texans game. I'll give you the Lions game. Now, now you think you caught up. You're four and six. You think you didn't caught up. I'll even give you the Cowboys game. So now you want to roll. Now you want to roll. You'd have won four straight. But here comes the wall. The Commanders. Okay. You're at home. Okay, I'll give you that one. Okay, really, here comes the wall now. The Eagles lost. The Commanders at FedEx Field lost. The Vikings lost. The Colts lost. The Eagles again lost. Six and 11. 16-11. I was being nice, man, but I don't know. I can see definitely 4-13, and 5-12. and 12, But, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to be a little generous here and say you'll be 6-11. and 11. Uh, I did give you that surprise Dallas win on Thanksgiving, but that's going to be a tough one. At Dallas on Thanksgiving, that's going to be tough. But I'm hoping for a miracle, so I just gave you that one, even though you're probably going to lose. 
So, alright, back to the grind. So now let's do the Cowboys schedule. Tampa Bay, I don't care, you lost. Tom Brady, the GOAT. Cincinnati Bengals, bro, that's a loss. Joe Burrow, that's going to be the game of the year, but you lost. Joe Cool is too cool. The Giants game just gave you that one. The Commanders, oh, that's going to be another, that's going to be another blowout. So that's that's two. So you're two and two. You're back on track now. At the Rams, loss. At the Eagles, loss. So now you're two and four. At uh against the Lions and Bears at home, back to back. Oh, those are dubs. So now you are four and four, I believe. Yeah, you're four and four. Going into a bye. At Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, too much. You lost. The Vikings not gonna play with you this time. That's a loss. You're going to choke against the Giants, and I can't wait. That's a loss. The Colts at home, your 4-7 need to get going. You'll get that one. The Texans, 6-7. You won. At Jacksonville, you need that game. You're going to get that one. We never beat you in Dallas, and it's on Christmas Eve. You'll get that one. The Titans, lost. You're going to choke. And here it is. Here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. Division on the line at the Commanders. Oh, my God. You lost. <laughs> you lost. You lost. Eight and nine. Eight and nine. You're going to choke the last two games of the season, and you're going to finish eight and nine. I know. <laughs> you're going to finish eight and nine. So, so from looking at the schedule predictions, it's kind of it's a lot of wishful thinking. But so I got the Eagles at 11 and six. <laughs> now nah, you're going to respect the bird, bro. All right. Eagles at 11 and six. Cowboys at eight and nine. Uh, Commanders at seven and ten. And I got the Giants at six and 11. Sounds ridiculous. It might be. But you going to see. You're going to respect the bird. And that is the word. Now, okay. So that that was fun. That was too much fun. But, all right. Now, let's talk about some DC sports, man. Some, some more DC sports. Man, DC United, man. They choked. They choked against. This is unbelievable to me, man. They, they choked against Toronto. And, you know, I knew something was wrong when they were favored to win. They were favored to win that game. I was like, okay, we got that. You know, they, they're a little down in standings. We got this. We got this. They choked. They were winning the game 2-1. They finished in the tie. Now, remember last show I told y'all, I prayed on the air that I would not get caught in D.C. United traffic. And what happened? I got caught in D.C. United Traffic. Game over. Of course, feelings of doubt creeped in. I specifically prayed for this, and I was like, it happened anyway. So I was driving around because, you know, I was late getting started. I was supposed to start Lyft at like 4, end up messing around, took a nap. Next thing you know, it's 8 o'clock before I get on the road. 
So I run right into the end of Toronto and DC United. And the bad news is it's a tie. We A game we should have won. It's a tie. So I'm already not happy with this team because they choked. So I pick up some woman. And she's cute, of course. Picked up some woman from like Good Hope Road area. It's not far from my house. Pick up some woman off Good Hope Road. And she requests a ride to go to 4th Street Southwest. And I'm like, oh, my God. I was actually cool with it until I realized what was happening. I start seeing a bunch of DC United jerseys. I was like, oh, God, no way. And then the next ride that pings in is a girl that is coming from the stadium. I'm like, bruh, you have got to be kidding me. Thankfully, this time, the traffic isn't as bad. The game had been over for like 30 minutes or so, maybe more. So the traffic was thinning out a little bit. So I was able to get close to the stadium this time. I wasn't able to the last time. So I was able to get close to the stadium. This girl I was supposed to pick up. Is on the other side of the stadium, which I can't get to because it's all blocked off. And she walks towards Nationals Park. I'm on the other side of the stadium towards the little military thing. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a base or whatever. And there's some apartments down the road. I'm on that side of the stadium. She's walking the other direction. And it's clear I'm not going to get to her. So I just cancel. Why two minutes later, I get pinged for another ride and it's from the stadium and already I'm frustrated and it's these two drunk guys. They come in the car and I tell them I'm frustrated. They don't care. They don't care. They they just having a good time. They felt a little bad, but they didn't care. I told them about my podcast. I told I said I prayed that I wouldn't be in this traffic on the podcast I don't know if they interpreted that correctly, but they looked up my podcast. They saw it. They showed me it. And I was like, yeah, that's it. Dude subscribed. I was like, cool, cool. No. Okay. So they're one of these people because this happens sometimes. They're one of these people who who don't listen to sports radio. They think sports radio is boring. Some most writers don't have the balls to tell me that. Some do and be like, can you turn this off and play some music? So it, this just happened to be one of those writers. And they was like, and and most of the time these people be like, just play anything. I usually don't play my hip hop because there's a lot of cursing and just all type of sexual explicit lyrics and all that stuff. I'm not really comfortable playing that in the car while I'm doing lift usually. But he was down. So I played some Ludacris because it accidentally came on. I was about to play some Kendrick Lamar. So that song, they, they go crazy over it. It was Act the Fool by Ludacris. They go crazy. I finally get to play the Kendrick Lamar. They're bored. And the guy and one of the guys said, do you got some beats you can throw on? I take some alternate route because the route I was supposed to take was full of traffic. So I take some alternate route. So I was like, of course I got beats. I freestyle in the car all the time. So I play some beats. 
one dude st- this this dude starts rapping and he's actually not bad and he's talking about some generic stuff you know what i'm saying it, it's cool then i finally get the confidence to start rapping so i start rapping and i i say some nonsense i start rapping about some stuff in front of us and then i play some more beats and then his friend starts rapping and singing in spanish and man it just turned into the most fire ride ever man and it's like just when i was about to doubt god just when i was just about to be you know mad about the situation it turns out to be the best ride ever i guess that's why you know faith and patience and being thankful and being mindful is important that that was a lesson in that you know what i'm saying I was just mad about the wrong things. I just should have been, you know, thankful that I was able to drive and make money and all that. And that, you know, that you just can't doubt God and his greatness. But, yeah, that's what that story is. (laughs) Kind of got something to do with D.C. United. Kind of don't. But D.C. United choked. But thankfully, the standings are a joke. The standings are a joke, so we're still in it somehow because we walked away with one point and everyone in the Eastern Conference is struggling except New York and Philly. It's kind of a, ironically, that's kind of how the U.S. works. (laughs) Everyone struggles except these big cities or maybe not, maybe not. (laughs) Oh, man. But look at these MLS standings, man. Look at these MLS standings. Look at, see, 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 DC still in it. You only need to be in seventh place. They're only two points out of seventh place. And the seventh place team is an expansion, is the expansion Charlotte team. Yeah, we'll be fine. I'm still mad that they choked, but they're still in it. So, you know, we'll see what happens today. Um, Who, who do they have? They got New York Red Bull at Red Bull. This time they'll have all their people, so they'll have a better chance of winning. Uh, Chicago, Nashville, two mid-teams. Orlando, their mid-team. Philly is a big one. I don't know if we're going to win that. Then the rematch against Columbus, which I should be at. But we'll see. I'm not 100% sure yet. So, you know, we're still in it, but team still trash but at the end of the day we got taxi artist fountas and uh uh ola kamar and bill hamid that's all we need i'm freestyling off the top <laughs> it's kind of sweet <laughs> oh man here we go again hey yo um yeah man uh dc united just like the Nats, trash, but I'm still going to show up and watch. And unlike the Nats, they have realistic playoff aspira- aspirations. I don't see the Nats making the playoffs at all. And I'm going to segue into the Nats. The Nats, listen, man, I I don't even know what to say right now. I'm still going to show up to the games. I'm still going to listen to the radio, even though I don't have much hope for this team now what they've been doing lately is 
you know, they get destroyed by these better teams and then they steal the game. They steal a game in the last game in the series or they steal a game when the star is out. Like the game I went to, the Houston game, you know, um, Christian Javier pitch. I, I, I guess that's all right. He was having a good season, but he didn't play well. And Jose Altuve didn't play. So those two things was monumental in the Nationals stealing a game. The very next game got destroyed by Verlander, lost 8 nothing. I want to say the Mets was after that. I, I think so. No, the Marlins. And you know we struggled against the Marlins. Barely beat them in game three after losing the first two. And then the Bre- the Brewers, I mean, we weren't even competitive the first two games. And then we went 8-2. The, the two games against the Dodgers at home, a joke. And then Fetty pitches the game of his life and matches wits with Urias. I thought for sure we were going to lose that game, but we but we turn around and won. And now we punished the Rockies yesterday, and we're punishing them today. We had five runs in two innings. We're punishing them. And we, it's 8-4, and it's only the fourth inning. This game was supposed to be played last night, but Storms went into the area, and the Nationals were proactive, and they postponed the game. Good for them. So... Now, we're playing this game right now. It's a beautiful day. I, I should have went, man. I should have went. I was going to go to the original Friday game, but I backed out. I, I'm missing a really good game right now. It's similar to the to the Houston game. The Houston game I went to. We were just scoring a lot of runs out of nowhere. Um, but knowing the Nationals, they're probably going to mess around and lose Sunday's game. Uh, well, I say lose tonight's game because it's a doubleheader. Uh, they'll find a way to lose tonight's game and probably Sunday's game. And then we're just back at square one. They're obviously going to win tonight. Barring a meltdown by the bullpen. Um, barring a meltdown by the bullpen, we should win this game. So the next two games, I don't know. And shout out to Corbin. Freaking Patrick Corbin got his first win of the year. What? Unbelievable. I didn't think it would happen anytime soon. But this man did it. He's been playing a little bit better lately. It's still too late for him to be on my fantasy team. It, the damage is done. He, he needed to go. But he's coming around, and he, he got his first win, and that's a, that's a start. I love it, man. And, you know, this is just another one of them teams where we're excited about – we're more excited about what's going on on the farm than the actual team, than the actual major league team. I mean, you got Brady House and Steven Strasburg down there in Fredericksburg. It's just an hour away. But they over there – it, it's getting a lot of hype over there. Uh, Kay Cavalli is on one of these teams. I think he's in Rochester. And then Joe Ross was in Harrisburg, but he got hurt. So I'm like, I'm kind of I'm kind of sick about that. How he finally came back and he got hurt. Boom, bro. 
I wish I would have went to that Fredericksburg game, but I knew it was going to be packed, and it was. It was hard to get into. I didn't even bother. It's a long drive. I'm sure whoever went enjoyed it. Good for you. I need to get down there, but after Strasburg is on the team, then it will calm down a little bit. You know, then I can go go out there and see Brady House and see what he's working with. I guess the future of the Nets is all right. It, it just all depends on what we do with Juan Soto. If we don't handle that right, I mean, <laughs> it's just going to be the, the same thing. We're just going to get a little bit worse, kind of like we did when we got rid of, you know, Bryce, Anthony, Scherzer, Turner. You got to go a lot of good pieces, man. And and it's like we let go of Harper and Rendon strictly because we didn't pay them what they were looking for. And it makes me sick. But it's the business of baseball. And it is what it is. We just got to make sure we take care of Soto and put the right pieces around him. Okay, the Mystics. Now, I guess we're going to finish off with the ladies. Pause. The Mystics have the best record in the WNBA. I wasn't playing when I told you when we get Deladon back, it was a wrap. I wish we could have had Tina Charles, but she decided to leave. But that's okay. We drafted Shakira Austin, and it's worked out. Now, she came along slow at the beginning. But now she's starting to pick it up. I mean, she damn near had a double-double against, uh, what was was that, the Wings? She killed the Wings the second time around. She had 20 and 8. Like, that's that's crazy. She damn near had a double-double against the Dream. Uh, The Sky, I mean, Della Dawn did what she could, but... You know, that game got a lot of hype because it was on national TV. And Candace Parker showed out. She had a triple-double. There's nothing you could do. Emma Mieseman had 11? That was one of our former players who was pretty key in our title, especially when Della Don got hurt. She was very important. Bro, they had two two people off the bench had had, uh, double figures. That's crazy. But, yeah, Secure Austin, even in the Sky game, had 14 points. So, Secure Austin has found something. She's figured something out. And now y'all in trouble. Because that, that is the extra piece. So, Elizabeth Williams don't really play that much. That That's fine. That's fine. With the way Shakira is playing, I'm fine with that. Uh, Burke, I don't know who Burke is, but she gets a lot of minutes and she, she she's done all right. Natasha Clyde, two points 10 assists like I love Natasha Cloud she doesn't have to score she's our leader she's our vocal leader and she's tough and she just does a lot of things well and and that's another reason why we're going to be tough to stop oh my god Misha Hines Allen was a minus 19 I was looking at the sky game but they um they they came back from losing to the sky on national TV. Nothing wrong with that. They're the defending champs. And they just demolished the dream who got a lot of young players. They got Ari McDonald. They got Ryan Howard, who I really wanted, but 
now that I've seen Shakira Austin and how she fits on our team, yeah, I don't really want her anymore. Y'all can, y'all the dream, y'all can have her. Even though she's playing well. She's playing well. But at the end of the day, bro, like, Shakira Austin is a godsend. And she is the future. And she's already figuring it out. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's over. <laughs> oh my God. Ron Howard had zero points. Zero point over nine zero points against the Mystics. Whew. Jesus. See, see, he was playing with y'all the first time. <laughs> And then a whooping the second time. A whooping the second time. I love it. Mystics, just keep doing what you're doing. I'm proud. Keep it up. If we keep this up, we're going to win the title. Now, we got a big test coming up against the Sun, who was the league's best team, and they got the league's best player, John Quell Jones. And John Quell Jones, we got introduced to her in the WNBA Finals in 2019 so she's she's legit so that's that's gonna be a tough one especially it's official deladon's resting we're low managing her which is fine because we're really going to need her for the playoffs even though the playoffs ain't till like september we're still going to need her when the time comes trust me but i love where this is going it's just can we get past vegas can we get past L.A.? Can we get past Connecticut? Can we get past Chicago? Like, that's the thing. When when the, when the times, when it, when it's come times to play those teams in September, we got to be ready to rock because they're going to come at us. Now, finally, finally, I must talk about OE Softball, who punished UCF. They punished UCF. But before then, they punished Texas A&M. Texas A&M almost beat us. They almost upset us in the regional, in the first game. You had uh, Shorty uh, stomping on the home plate after she scored. Bad mistake. Their pitcher, who pitched really well in that first game, the second game, pounced on her, made her quit. So they won that game 20 to nothing. I don't know if I mentioned that in the last show. They punished them. Most runs scored in a tournament game. See, they just keep setting records. They just keep setting the bar higher and higher. They, this team is an inspiration. They are on the GOAT level. They just keep bettering themselves and being better than they was before. You can't beat that. And then they punish UCF. UCF got no hit. They had no chance. I expect UCF to put up a better fight this time. Then the eight nothing whooping they got before, but it's okay. They're going to be more competitive today. But I expect OU to take care of business. And speaking of OU, shout out to OU baseball, the number twenty two in the country. They're playing in the semifinals against Kansas State. It looks like they're a solid tournament team. I don't know if they're going to host a regional because I don't know how this stuff works. It, it probably doesn't. They're probably not hosting a regional. But this might be a legit team. And I might have to check them out. 
because they did well in the Big 12 this year, and they have a legit chance to win the Big 12 tournament. Now, on the other side is Oklahoma State and Texas. Now, that, that would be sweet. Whoever comes out of that, it would be sweet if Oklahoma could beat one of those teams to win the Big 12 tournament and possibly host a regional. That would be amazing. Host a regional and a super regional. That would be maybe not a super regional, but a regional. That would be awesome. But back to the girls. They're dominating. And then when they're done, they'll get whoever comes out of the Arizona State Northwestern. It don't matter. They're going to get punished. What I'm looking towards, since Florida State is out, is you got to look out for Oklahoma State. They punished Clemson. I mean, you're you just not beating this version of Oklahoma State at Stillwater. I don't care who you are. The only team that can beat them at Stillwater consistently is the Sooners. Everybody else, you go to Stillwater, it's, it's a loss. I, I got to give them that credit. So they're, they're looking pretty good. Uh, UCLA, you always got to look out for because they're loaded. They got a bunch of five stars. Um, Virginia Tech, they're struggling with Florida right now, but they're the number three team in the country, and they, I, I found out about them when they put up 20 runs. They put up 20 runs on Florida State, so that team is someone to look out for. Arkansas, I thought, was the most dangerous team because they got one of the best pitchers in the country, and they got the second best offense, second to us, but they mess around and they choked against Texas game two. And now they in a dog fight. I don't know if they're going to get out of this. I'm not really worried about Texas. We can beat them. I know they gave us our first L when it's crunch time in the women's college World series. They ain't messing with us. So listen, man. So the teams I'm worried about is Oklahoma state. I think this is the year we actually have to worry about them is Oklahoma state in UCLA. Those two teams I'm worried about. Virginia Tech, barely. I don't know if they're going to get out of this Florida series. But that's it. Everybody else isn't a threat. I'm going I'm to just, just keep it real. I'm going to just keep it real. Them unranked teams that upset Alabama and whoever else, uh, Mississippi State and, and, and Arizona, Stanford, Oregon State, not worried about them. We'll punish them. <laughs> so I'm only worried about two teams. I'm worried about Oklahoma State. And UCLA, that's it. Everybody else is going to get that work like they unemployed. So, yeah, no hypothetical. It was supposed to be LeBron versus Brady hockey shootout. But we'll save that for next time, I promise. But for now, GoatLevelTees.com for everything Goat Level. If you're not on the bandwagon now, it's not too late to get on it because it's taking off. Even if you get left behind, you got time to catch up. So you already know that I'm out. Peace. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Goat Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.